time. time. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. All right, here we go. Happy National Bobblehead Day and Hour 2 of the show underway right now. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire. Customer inspired. Annabeth is here. Hey. Annie, you're, we were talking basketball. Uh, your mother commented and said, uh, tell Matt about your basketball career. I know, yeah. I had a short basketball career. <laughs> I was halftime entertainment. You know, they put the girls who couldn't really play out there at halftime. At halftime? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bill. Yes, sir. One time, Anna Beth was on this basketball team when she was a kid. And she was the girl on the basketball team who always had like a bow in her hair. For the huh. game and stuff, you know, she was not the hard that nose. Girl. Yeah, girl. right. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just on the team. She yeah. was not the the hard nose little, you know, <laughs> two guard who's going after loose balls on the floor. Uh, well, Knocking people down. That kind of thing. And she was on the end of the bench. Her grandmother, grandfather drove three and a half hours all the way to Vicksburg to watch one of her games one time, and we're sitting in the stands. And at the end of the game... We were really far ahead. They were way ahead, and the coach looked down at the end of the bench and told Annabeth to get in the game because he knew her family was there. <laughs> and and Annabeth refused to go in. I didn't oh. refuse. I just went, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> she I'm waved good. him off. She waved off the coach. No, nah, I'm good, coach. No, nah, we're good. I said, I'm, just, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were like, don't you understand your grandparents were here? And I was like, well, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Waved him off. He was just trying to keep me interested so I wouldn't go to the portal. Yeah, looks down the bench. He, he didn't want me to. Coach looks down the bench. Have some playing time. Hey, Freeman, Freeman, you're in. Get up, you're in. And she says what? I'm nah, good. nah. Hey. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Go down. Good. Get somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Let somebody else play. I'm all right. <laughs> all I could do was shoot free throws. Now, I could outshoot anybody on the team on free throws. Really? Yeah. Because my dad said there was never an excuse to miss a free throw. <laughs> so I would practice those a lot. And by definition, <clears throat> a yeah. free throw. They did, they did call me killer, you know, <laughs> on the team, though. Sarcastically. No. Well... We were at a, an away game, and they put me in for halftime, and I was, you know, I was dribbling, <laughs> and the girl reached around and pushed the ball out from under me. It was, it was ugly. It was a foul, and I got so mad that I raised my fist up at her. I mean, I'm, me, <laughs> me, like I'm going to fight. I mean, it was, it, was just a, it was just heated in the moment, and my... <laughs> My coach, the same one that wanted to put me I in. I bet they cracked. The same one that wanted to put uh, me in. The whole team was laughing. I look over there, <laughs> and they're all laughing. And he's like, settle down, killer. And so from then on, it was a big mm -hmm. joke that they called me killer. Killer. You balled your fist up. I was You're like, right. what is she doing? That is the rudest thing she has <laughs> taken the ball. <laughs> you you that apparently. With that pink bow in her hair. Yeah, you I did. had my bow, had my <laughs> ponytail. Oh, that is fantastic. That was the rudest I mean, I, it, well, know. in hindsight, it wasn't rude. No, she was, she doing was her just job. athletic, and I was not. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Lord have mercy, that's great. I hope Mary Liddy got your skill because yeah. I have none. Well, but I think she's she got so tall, so that's good. 
I think she got your attitude. I could see her doing something like that. Yeah, actually. Couldn't you? Like, yeah. if she was in a competition like that and somebody tried to take the ball. She'd get kind of mad. <laughs> yeah, she probably would. She it has really your attitude. kind of fired me up. Oh, that is fantastic. Well. Killer. Okay. PSA. PSA. Anyone listening, if you have kids or if you're a small child listening right now at home in quarantine or something, you're not in school, don't do that. Yeah. Okay. That's a, it's funny now. Yeah, it really did. It was a huge joke. I mean, everybody, they were all laughing. And I think the girl probably laughed that I, yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. She looked at me like, yeah, really? <laughs> what are you, you going to do to yeah, me? Yeah, right. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? So. All right. So those were uh, those games were important back then for you, for your team. Uh, there was a lot riding on those games. I know where you're going with this. You can't say that about a lot of the NFL games that are happening this weekend. Right. And I got plenty of time to do this, but we're in the final weekend of the NFL. And you're going to have some Saturday games. In fact, you've got uh, tomorrow. I needed you to play that music when you said that. The what, final, NFL? Final countdown. Oh, the final countdown. Yeah. Yeah, I used to have that somewhere. I do have some NFL type of uh, music to kind of give you the spruce it up the a mood. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's the NFL on Fox. There you go. Um, this is see if you know what this one is. That's the Al Michaels. You got it, except he's not on there anymore, oh. but he was for years, yeah. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. It was on ABC, and then it went to ESPN. Yeah, I, I guess I think of him. Al Michaels is on, uh, a, he's on this one now. He used to be on the other one. This is the one he's on now. Oh, yeah, yeah. With that Chris guy. Yeah. This yeah, one Chris. sounds a little bit more powerful. Yeah, this is, the, this is NBC. This is the NFL on NBC. Okay, well, anyway, um, you've got a couple of Saturday games. The Chiefs are playing tomorrow at 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central. And the Cowboys and Eagles are playing tomorrow night. Um, 7.15 kick, they're going to put it on. So the teams that I'm all interested in watching every weekend, Chiefs and or Cowboys, uh, are both playing on Saturday. The thing about it is, not all these games mean the Hill of Beans because the playoff picture in – lots of ways in the NFL, is already decided. Look, and I'm not – I'm coming to the phone. I'm not about to go through the whole every one of these games. I may do which ones matter here in a little bit. But I'm driving a point here. Let me give you for example. Like if you look at playoff implications in this Chiefs game, the Chiefs have already won the AFC West, the division. The Broncos are in the division. They're eliminated from the playoffs no matter what happens tomorrow. Okay, so they're going to play a game. No matter what happens, Chiefs are already division champs. The Broncos are already eliminated. Done for. So you're saying what's in it for them at this point? Okay, Kansas City, if they win, can secure the number one seed in the AFC. If they win and the Titans turn around and lose on Sunday, that's who they're up against. So there's something maybe there for the Chiefs. My point is, you know, there's some other games, for instance. Like you look at the Cowboys game. Cowboys and Eagles are playing each other. They both are in the playoffs. Uh, and win or lose, the Cowboys cannot get the number one seed. Win or lose, nothing's going to change for either one of those two teams, yet they're going to play each other tomorrow. So I was just bringing it up with you in conversation earlier, and I would like right. to know what some listeners think. 
if you continue expanding the playoff in college football, what version of this at what point are yeah. we going to have yeah. in college football? Because we know NFL teams, there's always a debate. It's been a debate the last week for the Cowboys. Cowboys are the division champs, they're in, but they can't get the number one seed. So should they play Dak Prescott or just rest him the last week, make sure he's healthy for the playoffs? What if he gets hurt in the last game and a game doesn't really matter? Right now it's kind of dubious that their best player on defense, Micah Parsons, is mysteriously on the COVID list. Mm. And you're thinking, well, some people are, are thinking, wait a minute now, I, I bet he didn't even have COVID. They just put him on the list because they don't want him to play, but they don't want the whole world knowing we're just resting him to keep him healthy because they're playing all these other starters. Oh, my gosh. Is that, is that true? So my point is, you keep it, is it possible? Let's just say you go to a 12-team playoff. Is it possible that in college football we're going to get a version of that? We've already got opt-outs in bowl games, different reasoning. But let's just – I'm giving an example. Let's just say LSU has a spot locked up in the 12-team playoff, but they've got to play that last game against Texas A&M. That an LSU coach would go, you know what? I'm not playing all these starters in that last game. I don't want anybody with sprained ankles or getting a broken finger in this last meaningless game. The playoff means more. I'm I'm resting all my stars. I'm playing all my backups in the last game of the year mm. because we're in the playoffs already. Is that a scenario you'd see in college? I think it is. All right, over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. First up on line one, our old pal, Louvier. Hey, Louvier. What's hey, up? Louvier. Well, good afternoon, lady and gentlemen, and go Saints. So uh, I haven't done the math on the Cowboys-Eagles. I hope they both lose, but uh, <laughs> is is there any mathematical uh, seeding issue? No, the Cowboys can't get the one seed. The Packers have that, but right. you know, nope. the difference between a two seed and a three seed, and I don't know that. Uh, but uh, I do know that uh, should the Saints, take care of business against the Falcons and the Rams beat the 49ers, the Saints will indeed be in the playoff dance. Yep. You can't win the Super Bowl if you don't make the playoffs. <laughs> and so the few weeks ago when the Saints played the Dolphins and we didn't have a quarterback and Quan Alexander was hurt, and I think Davenport was on the COVID list and Chauncey Gardner, I, it, it was, who were those guys? Well, those, I mean, they were wearing my favorite colors and certainly had a fleur-de-lis on their helmets, but I didn't know half of those cats, especially on the offensive line. That said, uh, I didn't think we belonged in the playoffs, but you take a step back and you say, hey, we, we can make the playoffs, and a lot of these players and even more of the coaches have playoff incentives in their contract. Mm, if you make yeah. the Pro Bowl, you yeah. get X amount of bucks. If the team makes the playoffs, you get a bonus. And not, the you know, playoff money notwithstanding. They, you know, making the playoffs, play another game, you get another game check. I, I don't know exactly how all that works, but they do make more money. And so, uh, while it's been explained to me eloquently by my son, who's now a college football coach, that no matter how much I love the Saints, they do not love me back because they don't know me. They can't love me back. 
Uh, if they did know you, they would love you. They did know you, they would love you. Some of them did, and I still don't think they love me <laughs> half as much as I love them. Uh, uh, and spoken by uh, a gentleman who did marry a uh, homecoming queen. She <laughs> does love me, but uh, it, it was all smoke and mirrors. Uh, oh. I had her fooled from the get go. Anyway, I'm I'm uh, I'm really hoping that the Saints take care of business in the noon game. I'm I'm hoping e- uh, equally more that I get to watch it. Last week I had to watch the Cowboys, which uh, solidified my hate of the Cowboys <laughs> from my childhood. But I think it ought to be against the law, and I think uh, uh, for me to have to pull for the Rams in any game other than uh, a good game of Russian roulette should be against the law. But uh, I'm pulling for the Rams. Yeah. So, Go Saints, go Rams. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, Louvier. Bye, Louvier. Saints need a win on Sunday over the Falcons, who are eliminated from the playoffs. Falcons, they need to lose. Make sure they stay in the top ten in the draft. So Saints win. Wait, wait, wait. They need to lose? Because the Falcons cannot – they're out of the playoffs. Winning doesn't help them. Their season's over, win or lose. How are they even having the game? Well, because it's scheduled and people bought tickets and it's a regular season. I wonder and, if they'll and, ever come to a point where they say, yeah, we're, we're just not going to have this game. Well, and, and it's a big game for the Saints. Like we say, I mean. Let them, just let the Because Saints. if the Saints lose, they're, I don't think they're in the playoffs. They need to win the game, the Saints do, and then they need the 49ers to lose to the Rams. Mm. So Go right. Saints. Who that? DJ on line two. Thanks for calling, DJ. What's up? Hey, Matt. Well, I just want to throw this at you about the college playoff. You realize the NFL has a true playoff, a true championship, okay? Mm-hmm. Right now, college football, we have a beauty pageant. All right. Now, I'm going to throw this at you. Three of the Power Five conferences were not represented in the playoffs, okay? So, basically, you got the majority of the country could care less about Monday night. Mm-hmm. You realize the lowest rated championship game ever was the LSU Alabama rematch. Now, I'm going to say if these regions were represented and it wound up an SEC championship, I think New York, Chicago, Los Angeles would watch the game. But do you really think what we have is a true national championship when three championships were, champions were excluded? No. And in honest. Do you think Michigan was the best team in the Big Ten? <laughs> well, you know, were they the best? I mean, they earned – I think they earned the right to be there. I do feel that way about oh. it. What? And, I, I agree. And Michigan's loss was to who? Remind me. Michigan State. Yeah. Ohio State beat Michigan State. Michigan State beat Michigan. Yeah. They kind of had a, a trifecta there. So what I'm saying is Tampa Bay lost two games in New Orleans last year and won a Super Bowl. So right. what I'm saying is – Right now, you have the majority of the nation to care less about the national championship. And the main reason is because you don't have a championship. You have a beauty pageant. You go in there and select four teams based on the eye test. Because champions, you can't, you can't exclude, man, you can't exclude three, uh, champions. And, well, and here's a stat know, for you, DJ, to what you're saying. You can't exclude these conferences and not even let somebody have a shot at it. Listen. Here's a, you've had the college football playoff for eight years now. Okay, so that's four teams per year, four times eight. That's a whole bunch. Right. You've had exactly two 
representatives from the Pac-12 in the college football playoff ever, and and twice, right. and it might have been Oregon both times. I can't remember. Um, so there's a quote. Uh, Washington, Oregon, and Washington. Okay, so Washington. so two different times, twice in eight years, has the Pac-12 had a representative in the playoff? Okay, and we're 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 calling it a playoff, but we're also calling this conference a Power Five conference. Well, I mean, no, well, they're not. That's subjective. That's subjective because. You know, it's the most populated area in the country. So you can say, well, the SEC is great because, you know, the SEC has Alabama. Well, they don't have Alabama, so they're not great. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's be honest. The SEC is the strongest conference. The Big Ten is the second. And the other three are kind of hit or miss. We know that. But the thing is, you're going to have a national championship Monday night where the most most of the country could care less about it. And I'm saying it's not it's not a true championship. And the thing is, you can talk about blowouts. You realize most of the semifinal games have been blowouts. You're right. And, and the last three national title games have been blowouts. Mm-hmm. You played football, blowouts can happen. But but the thing is, we, we've got to we've got to make it where, like the NFL, like all the other NCAA sports, you earn your right into the championship. You you don't treat it like a beauty pageant. But anyway, thanks, Matt. Thanks, DJ. Appreciate the call. Uh, more calls to get to. Quick, though, Annabeth, yeah. B-Dog texted and says, what does the homecoming queen mean when she says they put me in for halftime? It was like a... Well, at halftime during these seventh grade, you know, junior high games, they would do a, about like, you know, a 10 or 12 minute halftime. Everybody would get a break. And, and let the other kids play. And they would just put all the people in who weren't very good. It was a scrubs game. It, yeah, it was, it was a scrub. And I would just kind of go in as halftime entertainment. <laughs> you know, most That's people great. would be going to the concession stand. And most people are just kind of taking a break, walk outside. But my parents always stayed during halftime. Because That's smart. That's when I played. That's smart. Probably, I think they just did that, you know. You probably make a, sell more tickets and it, sell more concessions. They probably don't do that anymore. That's yeah, a, that's old school. What should we do at halftime? It's just kind of dead in there at halftime. I don't know. You know, uh, they even play music. Put or, those kids in there. Let them play. Yeah, let's let this. Let's let this girl. <laughs> it's play. a good idea. As cute as it can be. Um, all right, uh, John on line three. John, go ahead. Hey man, what's going on? Uh, I was going to talk about Prescott. You know, you were talking about Dallas, and then in that last caller there, I was listening to him. Heck, I don't know which one to talk about, but we'll talk about Prescott first. Maybe we can get them both in. You know, you were talking about setting Prescott down, and, you know, I know how you feel about Prescott. I like Dak Prescott. He's a great guy, hard-nosed football player, no doubt. But everybody wants to put the blame on all these other guys on that team. But really and truly, when it comes right down to it, it's on Prescott because he he's never shown any any level of being a top quarterback. You know, he didn't talk about he's a top quarterback. He's really not. Tell me one time that he's taken his team down the field in a big game and you know, or took a game over just on his own. He's never done that. Well, here's not, the thing. Here's what I would game. say, John. Is actually I disagree with you. He has done that. And I, we could go back and find the guy. I've watched yeah. every I've watched every game he's played in the NFL. But I I sort of I think you're I think you're backing up your argument what you're trying to point to with the recent struggles of that offense. You're backing it up with the wrong information. Okay, you and I agree that recent weeks and in this season there's something wrong with that offense uh, with the weapons they have. It ain't it ain't 
it ain't firing like it should here recently. And the Washington game's an outlier because Washington didn't have players. Something's not right. And I agree with you also. I think the biggest issue in a lot of these games this year, Dak's off. Something's just off. Okay, and everybody yeah. agrees that it's not – he has missed some throws that he normally didn't miss. There seems to be a lack of continuity with distributing the ball in some of these games against the better defenses. And, and I don't know exactly how you put your finger on it, but there are issues this year on offense. And, and even – we they have so many weapons and are capable of being so good, they're still winning games and they're still at times scoring points, but they still aren't clicking on all cylinders. And I would agree it starts with him. But but to say the reasoning is he's never shown the ability to do that in big games, but that's just patently false because you can find those no, he, throughout his career. I mean, I, you can find them in the regular season, you know, uh, the comeback in a fourth but, quarter against the Giants, comebacks in the fourth quarter against the Eagles, against uh, the, the, quarter, Giants, the, quarter, Eagles. the comebacks against, against Tampa Bay at the beginning of the year, who's a defending Super Bowl they, champion. Uh, he had lost, The only though. reason they were in the game he is lost. because of the way he played. Well, they lost, but they gave up a lot of points yeah, on but, defense, too. Man, look, so your look, argument look, is matter. valid, but you're using the wrong information for it. And that, what happens then, John, when you go, here's my argument. They're not hitting all cylinders right now because of that. Well, that's true. Well, then you kill your own credibility by saying that he's never done it before in his NFL career. That's patently false. We'll go through the games, and I'll find eight or ten different examples. He's had more four-quarter comebacks than just about anybody in the NFL, and some of those are in big games. It's just the truth. All right, hour two, rolling along. I'm Matt. Annabeth's here. Stick around. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Here we go, rolling along with you. Yeah, they've been off here lately, for sure. But to say that Dak, you know, in his NFL career has never played big in big games or had the ability to overcome stuff. It's pretty silly, actually. Um, because he has, you know. And we can find the examples are all over the place. You've had a couple this year. Uh, you know, of course, first game of the year, that's a loss to uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers opening ball game there. But, um, you know, he threw them into it. And defensively, they didn't get stops. You know, earlier this year, too, you go back and look at that Patriots game. It's a good Patriots team now. And they had just started really to kind of be themselves and play that way. And they went to New England. And that was a game where you know, he was just on fire, you know, and had to make every single play he made. I think he had one mistake in the game, and it was a red zone interception. But uh, threw three touchdowns and threw for a bunch of yards and had to make every play he made even down the stretch in order to win the game. It was a pretty incredible ball game. And, a, and an important one, too. Uh, Anthony on the text line says, I can remember one game, Dak drives down. This is, yeah, what, year two, year three? They're in the playoffs, maybe? And they were playing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at uh, in Dallas. And they go down and tell you, have a drive right at the end. Dak punches it in, and they take the lead right at the end of the ball game. But then... Rodgers comes back and scores with like 21 seconds left in the ballgame. I mean, you know, so people who you know, would go, well, he did. he's never shown the ability. Well, what do you want him to do? You want him to play linebacker? You know, safety? Is that, is, is that what we want him to do? 
Now, still didn't change the original argument is something's wrong with their offense right now. And I think it starts with him. He has not played as well here over the last four or five weeks, period. Um, a lot of them haven't uh, around him, but I think with him too, when they it magnifies when he misses a throw when other stuff's going on also. And they better get their act together or it'll be an early exit for sure. You agree with all that, Annie? I, I agree. <laughs> if, if I had a bobblehead, I would go up and down with it and say, yes, nodding, yes, I agree, Matt. Be nodding yes. Hey, let's do some more phone calls. You want to do some more phone yeah. calls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go to All right, let's go to John in Jackson, who's hanging on the line. What's a different John? Hey John, go ahead. Hey y'all, thanks for taking my call. Hey John. Um Hey, hey John, man, I recognize I your voice. Yeah, it's your problem, pal. <laughs> 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 uh, happy New Year's. Um, yeah, you hey too. look, Matt, I got two things for you and both I think you're perfectly uh, qualified to answer. But, well, one is when you talk about teams sitting, college teams sitting out players in the last game, that's a good point. But I don't think it's as likely to happen as it will in the NFL because, you know, come on, LSU in their last game, if they're in the 12-team playoff, if and when it gets to 12-team playoff, there's always, if you, you go into those playoffs with another loss, that's going to cost you in seeding, right? Probably, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I think you're like less to see players sit out than it would it would seem. Now, the other thing is, I think the biggest scumbags, well, second biggest scumbags on earth are these players who opt out after the bowl game, uh, before the bowl game. I don't care what bowl it is. Um, I remember when Leonard Fournette opted out for LSU one year of the bowl game because he wanted to go pro. Well, the next year LSU was in a the championship game, I believe. And, and Leonard Fournette was on the sideline. I'm like, why are you letting this clown on the sideline? In my <laughs> opinion, he's no longer an LSU Tiger, right? Yeah. I mean, at what point do you, you say, you know what, I may get hurt, but at least I will f- fulfill my obligation to my teammates. Yeah. How um, did, and, and conversely, John, how did you feel when you saw Matt Corral's comments this year prior to the Sugar Bowl about playing? Oh, right? I felt lucky. Yeah, I mean, I love it. You know, and, and my first reaction is, you know, well, Matt Crow, he started here and he transferred. You know, 20 years ago, that, that wasn't the case. Kids always had this school they wanted to go to, and they went to that school. Now, I realize things have changed, and, and I accept that and everything. But I think Matt Corral's is just a, a shining example of what's right with football. Um, but the biggest scumbags on earth are Fox affiliate in Jackson for not running the Saints last weekend. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Would you have? I could not you had Cowboys instead, right? Yeah, I mean that's just uh, I, I don't. And until Louvier said it, I had no idea. And I'm I'm a lifelong Saints fan. I had no idea that the Saints were still in the playoffs, mm-hmm. or they could make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so for the Fox affiliate just to dump that in favor of the Cowboys, that well, that's it for me with Fox. You know, I just yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I, uh, but, and and regionally, you know, like North Mississippi, you know, I. I saw you were getting Cowboys instead of Saints. We normally get Saints whenever, but it's a little different in North Mississippi, and there's a lot of Saints fans here. But once you get to Jackson and that area, like it, uh, it it's it's all Saints fans. Uh, it seems like. Uh, I think I explain what happened. Yeah. I think I explain what happened. Okay, with that. because right. of the Sugar Bowl, the Sugar Bowl played Saturday, mm-hmm. and they only had to turn around the field, and so they moved the Saints to to earlier start. 
and that messed up the whole schedule, so they had to carry a different game. Really? That's what, so that's, that's what, what that's what. So Fox they may said. have. So they may. So you're saying the local affiliate might have already previously agreed yeah. already they were going to take, they were gonna they were gonna carry take Fox. Yeah. Well, no, I think they were going. They were actually going to carry the Saints, but then Fox had Moved. to rearrange their schedule oh. because of the Sugar Bowl being played the night before on the field. Okay. And they had to do the turnaround to get it ready for the the Saints game. Yeah. And that's what Fox was explaining. And they that's changed the game happened. time. They, okay. they changed the game time to a, to an earlier start. Okay. Okay. So, hmm. Maybe that's what so it that's was. What They're still scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, say they, I didn't say they weren't. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Yeah. Bye, man. Happy New Year's. All right. You too. Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year. What a great call. <laughs> yeah, old John. Oh, John Matthews used to be at WLBT. Remember? That was a great call. Yeah, he's a great guy. He, uh, I like what he said. He said Matt Corral is a shining example of what's right with football. Well, I, I love the comments too, and I, I'm just being honest. You know, it's I'm not going to go so far as John and say that kids that you know opt out before the bowl game are scumbags. Okay, you know, I'm going to do that. I I understand what the reasoning is for these decisions and all that. Um, however, as I sit here right now, my perspective is only what it is, and that is a 45-year-old guy who played a million years ago. Um, you know, and I have a wife and a family and a job and, a, and all that. I just appreciate so much somebody as young as Matt Corral who had the perspective, this perspective going, listen, all this means more to me than the money next year. I don't care that much about the money next year. I care more about guys on my team now, this team playing in this game for this school. That'll take care of itself. And then somebody says, and he even covered this in his statement. Somebody says to him, you know, yeah, but he's basically said the potential for the money next year and a year after that, that'll take care of itself. And it does not outweigh what I got right here right now. I may get hit by a bus tomorrow. And what I do, sit out so I can get hit by a bus? I'm playing in the game today. I just appreciate somebody, especially at that age, at that point in their life, who values people, teammates, coaches, people around them, more than the potential, even millions of dollars. For a check. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, I'm not in that position having to make that decision. I'm sure it's a tough one. But sitting out here in my perspective, I appreciate that. All right. Lynn is next on line two. What's up, Lynn? How about it, Matt? All oh, right. You're What's exactly up? right on, on, on how you feel about the option out. Like, I don't like it either. But, I mean, I got, you got to let them do what they want to do. I don't agree with it. But I wanted to ask you, you know, you said something about the games becoming meaningless in college football if we went to a playoff. I almost But if we could keep the scheduling kind of similar to where the rivalry gets, in the season, that won't be as big of a problem then, will it? Because it's not any rivalry we want. But take State Ole Miss, for example. It don't matter who's in what. When them two line up, that game matters. Yeah. Or am I wrong? Well, it does. I mean, it definitely does. It's just, I, I all I'm doing, Lynn, is raising the question because I, right. I didn't think we would ever see a player go – Hey, my team's got one more game left. It's in a bowl, but I'm not playing in it. I'm going to do what's best for me. I never thought we'd see that, but here we are. I never thought we would see, you know, a player go, hey, I'm going to transfer out 
to the team I'm going to play next year. I'm going from LSU to Texas A&M. But here we are. So I know. And, and so when you're talking about this, if we expand, I'm just going, there's a possibility it'll happen. There will be some school, some coach somewhere that's going to have their playoff spot locked up and is going to be uninterested in them playing some of his starters in that last ball game. And it'll be a big story. I, I, I just feel like it'll probably happen in, at some point. Uh-oh, I think we lost him. Yeah, Lynn, appreciate the call. You're breaking up there. I caught part of the end of your call, but um, I think our signal got iffy. Yeah, I think there are certainly some scenarios. You know, you take an iron bowl, you take an egg bowl. That's a little different. But you know, like what? Arkansas plays Missouri at the end of the year? LSU plays Texas A&M. We've been told all year, all these years that those are rivalries. They ain't rivalries. <laughs> they don't look at it that way. Lots of texts, too. I'll get to some of those and your phone calls that are hanging on. The Divinity Equipment phone line. Anna Beth and I will wrap it up next. Y'all stick around. not bald. He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Jimmy on the live stream on Twitch says, I don't like folks criticizing these young men. Part of life is learning how to make life decisions and figure out who to listen to. Uh, Good for you, Matt, and taking up for them. Yeah, I guess, Jimmy, it's like, I don't know. The older I get, it's like, increasingly less and that's an oxymoron I get less and less comfortable being like real confident that I know the shoes someone is in and I know how they ought to approach something you know? <laughs> um, you know that's all different things you experience enough you realize what things really feel and can look and a lot different I don't know what anybody's situation is and Without knowing all that information, who am I to tell somebody what they ought to do or be super-duper critical? I cannot like it. I mean, I sure wish they would all play in their bowl games. I do. But, Annie, you and I have had these conversations before. I mean, you know, you 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 want to see them playing a game. You don't want them to just selfishly opt out. I think it's the most selfish move to not playing the bowl game. You know well, how I feel about it. I do. And and I'm like, you. Yeah, I want them to play. You know, you don't want them to opt out for selfish reasons. But every time I see it, I sometimes I go through all these scenarios and I'll think, okay, well, what if, what if there's a guy out there who raised by a single parent, big time player, you know, his high school, gets a college scholarship, goes, he's an NFL prospect. In three years, he's a top five, top 10 projection. And let's just say that his mama's sick. Or let's say grandmama lives three houses down from mama and grandmama's got cancer. I don't know any of those things. Right. Now, that's an extreme hypothetical. But he may be thinking, what's most important for me is to get, is to get that signing bonus because the first thing we're going to do is take care of every bill she's got. And if she needs hospice, I can pay for all of it. 
Okay, well, that that's a hypothetical, and it's an extreme one. But I don't know those things. That's right. So without knowing them, I'm just not going to step out here and like go out here and hammer this one guy's reputation. Or at the same time, I'm not going to go over here and say, hey, you see what Matt Corral did? That's what everybody ought to do. Everybody ought to do it. Matt Cor- No, but I can confidently say this. You can confidently say you do respect that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, yeah. A kid at that age to say, yeah, the money, the potential money, just doesn't matter to me as much as this does. Because I feel like if I were in those shoes, that's the way I'd approach it. Right. I really do. So I appreciate it. Who's next? Let's see. We got uh, Ready Teddy. Ready Teddy. Has been a patient man. Ready Teddy, what's up? Man, I, I hope y'all don't think less of me for telling this story that happened last week. But um, I've got a good, good friend. One of guys I consider my best, one of my best friends. I met him in Mississippi, but he's now he's going back home to Michigan. Well, he posted on Facebook that he had gotten blocked from a Facebook group up in Michigan, which is by um, done by a guy that has a sports talk show like yours, but it is all Michigan Wolverine-driven. Anyway, so he gets blocked for disagreeing with this guy. What? And I talked to him about, yeah, so I said, uh, you know, me being kind of silly and funny and protective, I joined that Facebook group. <laughs> which, it's called The Huge Show. And I couldn't figure out a way to get to the host himself, you know, and troll him. So all week long, I told, told all those Michigan fans, how Georgia was going to whip them, how much they were going to whip them by, how they were going to do it. And so after about eight days of that, I have 37,000 people in Michigan that hate me that don't even know me. <laughs> you might not need to visit. You might not need to visit Michigan. Yeah, stay out of Michigan, Teddy. Yeah, so I told my friend, I said, man, look, Mikey, I said, look, I know you're a Michigan fan, but I wrecked havoc on that guy's page for a week. I'm going to go ahead and sign out of that page now. That's, That's hilarious. Great. Hey, well, I'll tell you, Teddy, That's you funny. learned some. I learned kind of a similar lesson about Michigan, the Michigan fan base and Michigan fans several years ago when Jim Harbaugh was going around doing those remote camps. And you remember he, right. he did one in the Jackson area oh, over yeah. at Pearl or somewhere? And uh, yeah. there was something, he was interviewed about it, and he said something about it. I don't even remember what it was now that didn't make sense to me, sounded like a lie. So I quoted it and tweeted my thoughts on it and kind of called it out. And man, I found out real quick that you can be like me, a nobody out here on Twitter, and Michigan fans will find you. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of them will find you and correct you. I learned that the hard way also. <laughs> so I, I, on that group, I put in there one of the first things I said. I said, I said Georgia's going to win by a minimum of 17. And, oh, we went back. I'm talking about 400 comments just on my comments. <laughs> and after the, game, after the game, one of the guys in Michigan said, who are you and where are you from and how do you know that? I said, I'm from the SEC. I said, I'm from the SEC. That's it. Yeah. It's a different That's animal. That's right. <laughs> It's a different yeah, neighborhood. I have fun with it, but I, I have fun with it, but I, but I, but I checked out of it. That's funny. That's a great story. Good, good stuff, have Teddy. A good yeah. Bye, you too. The only thing you have to do now, Teddy, is after telling me that. That's funny. I want some screenshots of some of the, yeah. the highlights. 
And text those to me on the country, please, and text them. Why would somebody block somebody for disagreeing with them? That's kind of where we are in the world these days. It really is, yeah. You don't agree? Well, I'll just unfriend you, and I'll just block you. I like the disagreements we have here. Like, you were here one day. We had a a adamant disagreement, Ole Miss fan and me, about the running ability of Matt Corral. He he was, yeah. (laughs) He told me about three times, you're absurd. Absurd. You are absurd. I loved it because for the rest of the day, I called you, hey, you're absurd. <laughs> Gave me a word to use for the rest yeah. of the day. And I, I absurd. You're I absurd, sir. I don't block them. I, yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. I think it's certainly Bring it. good. Because for it. me, when you're doing it on a radio show, for instance, it's not about how it affects me. It only matters if the audience likes it. <laughs> and the audience always likes it when those things happen. Absurd. You are absurd, you sir. You are absurd. You, that's absurd. <laughs> All right, Judy on line one has been hanging on. What's up, Judy? Hey, I will not call you a bird. <laughs> Sweet, but Judy. I would love to tell both of you Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New As Year. As a bulldog, diehard bulldog, and I mean diehard maroon blood bleeding bulldog, <laughs> I gained a new respect from Matt Corral. For wanting to play in the bowl game, to support or to be there for his teammates and his fans and the Rebel Nation. If I don't like anybody else on the Ole Miss team, I like Matt Corral because of his stance. Mm -hmm. That says a lot. And I, and I, I can vouch for Judy's fandom. Because on the first day of the Jake Mangum autograph signings, and this one happened at the <laughs> at the Brandon Farm Bureau Insurance Office Judy's over the there real with, deal, isn't she? with Shane Fletcher. We were back there in Shane Fletcher's office from Farm Bureau Insurance. Jake Mangum standing over there. Judy had called the radio show earlier that day, and she says to me, now, I've got, you know, these this person, that person. i got several people I need to. <laughs> will he sign? I said, look, just take them and ask questions later. She showed up. Yeah. She had a lot of things to autograph. It took a little while. I I, I took 10 things. I love it. Including four baseballs. Mm. And I forgot to get one of the baseball signs. But I went the next day to Madison and got into the other baseball and a piece of white felt that I'm going to sew on a black bear belly. Yeah. A stuffed black bear. Because that's what my grandson said he wanted for Christmas. Oh, hey, the that only is thing, horrible. The only thing, Judy, was was when I was in there taking pictures, and you were at Brandon, and you were with Jake, and he was signing. Y'all were talking. Yeah. He was signing your stuff. And Henry Hamill from Farm Bureau Insurance says to you uh, something about radio, and you said to him, and I'm standing right there, you said, Yes, I like hearing Jake on the Bo Bounds show. Uh oh. Now, Judy. <laughs> Man, I am so sorry. No, you did not have I to apologize. Want. No, because Jake had just been on Bo's show like that morning in the studio. Yes. That is great. Right. That is great. Yes, but, and I, let, me, let me tell you, I have over 60 <laughs> pictures that I took of Jake on the Bo Bounds show trying to get one of him looking in my direction. <laughs> So I could have an autograph, and he wouldn't look in my direction. He kept looking at Bo, mm. which is, I guess, what you're supposed to do when yeah. you're being interviewed. When you're talking to somebody, yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I loved it. 
I love both days of seeing Jake and when I went to Madison the next day. You were with me yesterday. Yeah. Aww. So I appreciated Jake for remembering me from the day before. That? That's Sin- great. That's Good sincere. Stuff. Good sincere stuff, guy. Hey, Happy thank- New Year, y'all. Happy New Year to Happy you. New Thanks Year, for Judy. the call. That's really sweet. And, you know, Judy uh, is the one who, she and her husband gave me the model airplane, the, oh. the World War II airplane that oh, you yeah, see I right there that. next to the helmet. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. No, it was a funny moment because Jake had been on Bo's show right, that so morning. Funny. And she's standing there. Henry's there. Shane Fletcher, the, the local agent, is right there next to me from Farm Bureau. I'm down on like one knee taking a picture of them doing the autograph signing. Been she, promoting where Jake's going to be. Yeah. And, yeah. And she goes, yeah, I always enjoy hearing you on the Bo Bounds show. And <laughs> and Shane got a big kick. Shane's a big old Miss guy. He got a big kick out of that. He pats me on the back. He's like, ah, uh-huh. as if to say, she didn't say your show there, buddy. And I made sure to tell him, well, she called me today on the radio. To, and, to and make I told sure her to, she was where she was supposed to be. To bring those 40 things in there for Jake to say. I think she that's right. <laughs> All true stories. Judy, thank you. That's really sweet. Uh, now, Gail on Facebook says, I love Judy. We need to get together. Yeah, we need to get you all together. Jeff on Twitch says, is it more selfish for the player to opt out or for fans wanting a kid to play in the game? Eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, to me, what a fan wants or what I want as a media person is inconsequential to any of it. What matters is the team. You know, teammates, coaches, teammates particularly. <laughs> Going through all that off-season stuff together, all the running, all the practicing, you know, to me, that's who you got to be accountable to. Been a well, fun show because you are here. I'm well, telling fine. you, Annie, listen, when you get here, stuff starts going. It I mean, starts, the bobble, conversation goes. Bobbleheads start going. Bobblehead stories. People start calling all over the place. I'm just telling you, this needs to be a two-person show. Oh, gosh. Okay. <sighs> I don't know what it takes to get you talked into it, but I think it's What am I, chopped liver? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sorry, Bill. I meant in terms of like host or here in this oh, studio. Oh, okay, okay, Bill, yeah. he meant a three-person. Bill, yeah. he meant a three-person That's what I meant, three-person. This really was one of these open-mouth insert foot moments. Bill, I think you know where my heart is. You know what I oh, mean. Oh, I do. Yeah. Bill, I'll keep him in his lane, Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stay in your lane there, Matt. Stay in your uh, lane. I will. We'll see you on Monday. See you.